Do you feel like it's time to begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in your life? It happens. It happens. And we just need the right motivation and the right teacher. Welcome to the Bees Presents Epic Visionary. No matter where you are in life, if you've made it or on the way up the ladder, this is for you. We're here to enlighten, discuss, inform, and question established points of view so that we can begin a period of new discovery and achieve those life-altering, amazing results. This is The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Epic Visionary. And as always, we will be respectful of your time because time is the new currency and we can appreciate that. And as we always talk about here on the show, remember, collect the dots before you connect the dots. So we're going to collect the dots. If you see anything that's worth collecting, then we'll talk about how to put it all back together as we move forward. So that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And today the bees presents why take a soil sample before building. Why take a soil sample before building? And the person that is going to help us explore that is Mr. Tim Beeling. He's the founder of Success Team. So we'll get to him in a minute. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this young man, and then we will kind of proceed from there. So he's a millennial leader, and it says here that he has a passion for creation, and that's a good thing, a passion for creation. He's created and founded Success Team which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization which specializes in educational youth development. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was founded in 2015, and the goal was to enhance and expose community youth to the limitless opportunities life has to offer. So as we kind of talk, words matter, and I just love the way that sounds, limitless opportunities that life has to offer. If I'm not mistaken, beginning at the age of 19, he wanted to be an asset to his community. So he began to mentor young adults from the ages of 13 to 18. Okay, now to help him with success team as he's created that he has certain programs that he's brought on as well. One of which is Big Brother. Okay, and Big Brother is a fellowship of young men looking to become real men. I'm going to say that again. A fellowship of young men looking to become real men. That's profound. I love that. So also to help here, we have College Bound, and that's where he takes uh, young aspiring people to co- on college tours so they can kind of get a feel for what college life looks like, what it takes to, to do that. And that kind of prepares them for life, which takes me back over here. He says he wants to expose community youth to limitless opportunities life has to offer, and that's a great way to do that. The Prospering Young Dreamers Back to School Book Bag Drive. He just completed that. And we also have the Prospering Dreamers Academic Scholarships. And we all know how how much and how important uh, scholarships are to everyone. Again, little hinges swing big doors. So I think words are very, very impactful. So the Prospering Dreamers is something that stands out to me because Prospering has a realm of looking forward in a positive way. And dreamers kind of coincides with what we talk about here being a visionary, because as a visionary, you got to be looking forward. You got to be looking at some things out here. And a dreamer is kind of the same thing. So, again, those things matter. 
and I love the words and the, 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 the thing that this young man stands for and what success, success team stands for. He's a graduate. He graduated in 2015 and in 2018, he has a BS degree in business administration from the University of South Carolina Aiken. And that would be his fourth postgraduate degree. He has an associate's degree in management, marketing, and a marketing specialist certification from Aiken Technical College. Now, as I was doing a little research, uh, there was something that was interesting to me that that we talked about motivation. We're going to get to that later. But again, I want to welcome him and thank him for giving us his time uh, and, and also dropping some dots and coming to talk to us about his experience. And I think we can all uh, benefit from that. So welcome, Tim. Hey, hey. Nah, I appreciate you, man. How's everybody doing? Everybody else out there listening to us on this podcast. It's a wonderful day. Appreciate you for tuning in. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Looking to have a good time. All right, all right, all right. So what we're going to do now is what I call set the stage for what we're going to talk about. So again, this is Epic Visionary. uh, And what we're going to talk about here is why take a soil sample before building? Why take a soil sample before building? Now, I think pretty much most of us have have heard of the metaphor about a good foundation before you build. And that is great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that is, that makes a whole lot of sense. Having said that, let's peel the onion back a little bit more, but what if you got a good solid foundation, but the soil is weak? That's a, that's a question. So I went to go look at that and says soil testing for a new home is needed in order to determine the composition of the soil and if it can properly support the foundation. So you got to got to see what the composition of the soil is to determine one if it can support the foundation. So if you got shaky soil, yet you got a good foundation, then there's going to be some consequences and repercussions to that, I think. So it says here if uh if you do have uh, extra foundation supports are not used, then the expansion and the contraction of the soil due to moisture can result in crack and crumble foundation. So as I kind of get into this with, with Tim here, it seems like that he provides support systems to our youth. And I think we'll kind of weave this metaphor in and out as we move forward. But I think it was just perfect for, for what he does and what we're going to talk about here. So Tim, let's get right into this. And let me just ask you a pretty basic question. What is success team? Yes, sir. So success team is defined as a 501c3 nonprofit organization specialized in education, youth development. Simply put, what that means is that we care about our future. And when we say future, we mean our youth. So we pretty much dive into anything that we could possibly do from an educational standpoint. We got three E's, education, enhancement, and exposure. Education meaning we want to, you know, of course, teach them things in a curriculum-based manner and partner with not only parents, but um, it's the educational institutions throughout the community as well. We don't want to replace either. We want to partner with both, right? Okay. Exposure, okay? If they haven't been exposed to with many of our youth, have some things that they've experienced in life and a couple of things that they haven't. So we want to expose them to it, okay. right? So they're knowledgeable of it. You can't pursue an opportunity that you don't know about, right? Right. And then enhancement, okay? If you do know about it, 
right? Mm-hmm. We want to continue to partner with those individuals who expose you to it, all right, to ensure that you have a full, complete understanding and comprehension of it. But success team, again, 501c3 nonprofit, all right? We have our back school book bag drive, big brother program, college tour program, adopt, student, adopt college student initiative program, mm-hmm. our scholarship award, mm-hmm. and of course, our end of the year um, awards gala where we recognize community leaders. But we're just here, a piece to the puzzle, making sure that we're doing our job, um, filling in where we can and, and making a difference and uh, making an impact. Okay. Okay. The three E's. I like that now. So we, we know what success team is. Where did the name come from? I mean, there had to, my guess is there had to be some thought in terms of what you were going to call it. How did success team come about? Most definitely. So pretty much a big thing for me um, was just understanding what success was. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout my growth and maturation, it was it was it was a time frame to where, and it, I believe everybody probably goes through this. Where you really have to decide what success means to you, right? And for mm-hmm. me, right, success means impact. So if success is that's something that everybody's striving towards, it's something everybody relates to, then easily, all right, that's the first half of the name. Okay, team. We combined it with success team. All right, made that into one word because even in the beginning. I always understood that this was never something that I would do by myself, mm-hmm. um, whether that be from a physical standpoint or spiritual, because God is always with me and I was blessed mm-hmm. with this thought process of being able to do this. So even when, you know, it was just me in, in my room thinking up these ideas, I always knew that God was blessing me and that this this right here um, wasn't something that should be um, secluded or mm-hmm. it, should, it, should, it should be represented inclusively and we should be opening the doors because if I have dreams, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people out there do too, if not everybody. So success, just understanding what um, success means to you and team, understanding that there's no such thing as a self-made um, project, self-made person as well, whether it's through your spiritual uh, blessings from God or, you know, the people that you surround yourself with. Success isn't something that you achieve alone. That's absolutely correct. And, and sometimes we have to be smart enough to realize that there are other people out there that can help us. And uh, and leaning on other people to to help us get to where we need to be, and that's kind of what I vibe with you when we talked. And again, uh, a lot of what I believe is is lines up with exactly with you with what you're talking about now. So as a leader, you put yourself out there, and a lot of those things, though, when we talk about a soil sample, you had to be pressed at some particular point in time, right? So. When you did your soil sample or your soul sample or whatever it was, what did you discover about yourself that you thought was really, really solid to begin with? Yeah, I I discovered it, and it might it might sound like a compliment to some who get it. It might sound like a jab towards me. I found out that I wasn't smart enough to think I couldn't achieve anything that I wanted. Okay, right, right. Like that was that was the main thing. Like um. You know, the dreams, no matter uh, how big they were, I always thought about, hey, how how can they, how can we make this happen? Not whether or not it would be possible, mm-hmm. right? But how can we make this happen? So a lot of things that we started out doing, we, we didn't necessarily have the foundation or sustainability or the structure, the infrastructure. Right. You just went after it. Right. You just went after it. And yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You figure it out from there, right? That's it. That's it, right? <laughs> and that's how, you, that's how you know things, though. And, that, and that's a big thing, like, for anybody out there listening is that don't put limits on yourself, right? Right? You know, whatever. If you if you try to hold off your best or what you think is the most maximized, you know, impact that you could possibly make until you get to a certain point, 
then that's always going to be your ceiling. Right. So, like, yeah. for me, I feel like, you know, I was blessed to, to not be smart enough to have limits. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. Being uh being a city that that needed you know what we were planning to offer you know when I when I think of soil and you mentioned it earlier like our foundation we had a good idea right Correct. Mm-hmm. but just because we had a good idea doesn't mean that we were solving problems that were relevant to this area mm-hmm. so like when we when we did an assessment and we understood you know that these programs that we were planning to offer are the same programs that we didn't have growing up right that we couldn't that we didn't benefit from that the community still needs. We saw not only did we have a great idea, but we were in a great place in order for it to really make a difference and really make an impact. Okay. Okay. You know, a lot of people, they just won't get off the porch. They won't get off and do something. Right. And, (laughs) you know, I I tell a lot of the guys I work with sometimes that they can't take your birthday away, man. You know what I mean? It is whatever it is. Just go do it and figure it out. Right. Just figure it out. And, uh, and and just keep trying. So on the flip side of that, though, did you recognize anything or any area as far as your soil sample that you that you needed to have girded up or or is there anything of a whole per se in your game that you knew that you had to uh, strengthen? Yeah. Partnerships and recognition, um, brand awareness, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I come from a background where I was I was basically even though I'm from here. Like, we serve South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. I'm from, you know, that Southern Tri-State area, right? Right. Right down here in Aiken County, CSRA. Mm-hmm. You know, Aiken I'm from here. I know the area, but the area didn't know me. Correct. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like introducing yourself, you know, going to grassroots for effort. I know we, we use social media. Social media is great, but it's different when you're putting your face in the place and actually allowing people to connect with you. And you know, strengthening that 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 recognition, that face recognition, and then when they do see you on social media, they do see you doing something. It's like, hey man, I know that guy, I know that, I know mm-hmm. that, I know that person. And it's just like, I feel like you know, we live in a world where that recognition and actually having relationships, mm-hmm. right, is kind of overlooked sometimes. Um, and it's super super important for us to have that. Like at the time frame of success team. Nobody knew me. Right, I was an average kid growing up. You know, I participated <laughs> in sport, but it wasn't it wasn't the thing where I was in that in crowd. Right, um, you know, a community member. So, like, yeah, just I would just say that 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 recognition of who I was, what I cared about, you know, the value that I brought to the table, and then those partnerships that we need to make uh you know anything go. Okay, so which which you mentioned something earlier, and and again, how do we know or who do we benefit from and so forth, but. Can you give me probably, I guess, three people that 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 mentored you or that you looked up at or that you emulate or three people that kind of made an impact in your journey so far? And why did they what was it about those people? Yeah, now, nah, most definitely. Um, I would I would really say um, Miss Miss Lee Hunt. Mm-hmm. She was she was my first uh, she was my first marketing educator when I stepped foot. Um, into college okay. and the reason I, I choose her is because I'll never you know not state this I'm pretty sure she tricked me into graduating <laughs> <laughs> okay I came yeah I came there I came there with no intention um you know college wasn't something that I planned on doing growing up to be honest with you okay I come from a background where my biggest thing is I just wanted to make sure you know my mother didn't have to worry about me financially right so when I when I went there, um, I was just trying to get a certificate, and you know she dived into me and she she took me underneath her wing and she showed me some things 
from experience that I believe that the books mm-hmm. um, wouldn't necessarily cover it. Right. Um, and I, I appreciate her, you know, every day, all day for, for doing that. And, you know, it, it, it was just anytime I hit a milestone, you know, I got the certificate. She was like, well, you might as well get the degree. Right. Like, right, you know, right. Just right. Like, okay. And then when I got that one, well, you might as well get the bachelor's. Like, okay. And now, you know, my resume, my resume is, is pretty solid with things. So, like, you know, that that matters. Um, I would say, you know, growing up, my, my best friends, um, Tyreek, mm-hmm. Nick, or Nick Woodward, um, you know, a lot of guys that I grew up, man, my football team, my football mates, they, I would say they were the individuals who really taught me um, what dreaming was. Okay. Because mm-hmm. none of them was from here. Um, you know, my, my best friend Nick, he was from Detroit, and uh, my best friend Tyreek, he was from Philly. So mm-hmm. he came down to, you know, the small city of Aiken, South Carolina. Right, like, what's like, this? Man, <laughs> yeah. What y'all got here? Like, man, we just see bigger and better things, you know? And it's just like, you know, they, they kind of introduced the small-town kids to mm-hmm. big-time dreams. And, like, you know, I appreciate them, you know, first and foremost. But then also, too, um, definitely, definitely, um, you know, Toy Robbins, which, you know, that, that name may ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Um, to a couple of people listening, but you know, she's also you know my fiance, okay. and like her, I don't get here, you know, without without her push, I don't get here without her support, and I don't get here without you know her her being you know side by side because it's one thing to have an idea, somebody listen to you, it's right. another thing for somebody to be in the trenches with you and see all like the work and see all mm-hmm. you know the effort that you put in and, and things of that nature so like i think that one and just a bonus one too you know it's a double header i would say my mother and my grandmother okay um you know raised raised by them you know they got me to the point any any good quality uh that i have i definitely get it from them all right so, well good 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 uh, you know it's you can, you can get it from many different places you know, sometimes you just have that spirit with somebody. You see them from afar, and sometimes people just don't reach out because they're too insecure to reach out to somebody that they may they might look up to. So, uh, you know, that's a that's a good story in terms of of who who you look at and why. So uh, that, that's a good thing to know. Now, as my daddy would say, he said the same thing. Boy, they don't teach you that in school. You can't get that out of a book. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you got to be smart enough to uh, to listen. So, why? Oh, so at nineteen is when you kind of start that thing, right? So, you at nineteen were thinking about uh, leading thirteen to eighteen year olds. Is that correct? Incorrect. So, okay. Like, and that's and that's pretty much we, we we didn't start out that way. Okay. Right. Eventually, we knew we were going to get there, but I was looking at it started out, and that's another thing too. Like, don't be afraid to change. Right. Um, Evolved, but it started out with us, me being 19. I'm like, well, you know, let's focus on other 19 year olds, okay? Right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what let's see what we can do. But um, you know, after making that assessment and getting you know a whole bunch of people interested, it's like, okay, well, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> right, right, right. So you know, we, we we went through the trials, um, and we really locked it down. It's just like, okay, let's give, let's do ripple effect. Let's give our generation an opportunity to influence the next generation and be okay. guided by the generation before us. So okay. that's how we got there. All right. I like that. I like that. You're flexible enough to recognize that you need to change and, and go back and switch it up. Um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's that's part of uh, recognizing when things need to change and then taking action on it. So that's a wonderful, wonderful thought. So just out of curiosity, though, so 
Was there ever a time where you just felt like, you know what, this I'm, I'm about tired of this. Uh, this ain't going in the way the way that I that I way that I wanted to. Was there ever a time that you start to throw in the towel? And if so, what what? How did you move forward? Man, every November of the first four years. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. so, holiday season 2015 through 2019. That was <laughs> that was pretty much every year because, and I, and that was that was on me. Um, I wasn't fully ready, you know, to be obedient to my purpose. Okay, okay. Um, you know, what I'm saying it was just a thing to where like every year. We sat down and we asked ourselves, all right, so we going to do it or we not? And every year, <laughs> I just thought about, man, nah, man, I don't know about next year. But then every time that that, that New Year's Day come around, like, all right, y'all, man, I'm energized again. Let, let's get it going. And it's just like, man, every every year, every holiday season, 2015, 2019, I thought about giving up until I made the decision um, that, last, that last year to be like, hey, man, stop fighting it. This is what you love to do. You know, every year you continue, even though it's been hard for you. Every year you make decisions, keep going. So, like, let's let's stop playing. Let's commit. Okay, okay. Was is there when you're at that spot? Because that's I think that's where a lot of people kind of jump off or, or quit. Is either they don't have a way to to motivate them to move forward. Maybe they don't have the uh, the the support pillars that they need to to to, to keep them on that foundation. Uh, is there anything in particular book or person or is how does that work for you? Do you have a, a formula or is it just something that you do? I think it's I think it's an ideology. I think you have to define um what makes you happy. Um because you we got we gotta think about you know we're in a relationship with our dreams. Okay. You don't have to follow your dreams. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to you can you can do, you know, whatever you need to do just to get by. That's an option. Right, right. So right. like when you, when you when you have that, when you choose to do so, you have to sit down and talk to your dreams. Like, hey, what I, I love you, but I need to know what you can do for me to make me happy. Right. right? Okay. <laughs> it's just, okay. And it's just like, man, some people some people, you know, they think that the hardships, um, are something that's normal and it, it, it doesn't have to be of course you're gonna have to you have to power through some things but i looked at you know what success team and the way we were operating it's just like okay um you know i don't i want i want to i want to i still want to have some personal time i still wanted to uh to be able to 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 live my life i still wanted to be able to pursue you know other aspirations outside of that so it's just like how can i structure this dream to not only keep pursuing it, but do it in a smarter way mm-hmm. to where it it isn't, you know, it doesn't feel like a burden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think that ideology and that concept of really just like seeing, seeing, knowing, understanding your purpose and knowing what you love to do, but then also understanding like, well, how do you do this and still remain sane, keep your mental health? Um, and be happy overall to where this doesn't seem like a daunting task every time you every time you got to suit. Okay. Uh, well, I wrote that down. That's a big dot. Relationship with your yeah. dreams, man. Goodness. Yeah. That's <laughs> some good stuff right there. Uh, you know, I'm impressed by stuff. I love stuff like that. That's the stuff I put in my background yeah. and keep bringing that thing out. So relationship with your dreams. All right. So now we are, I'm the general manager, Gerald Jones Subaru. And under general manager Gerald Jones Volvo, specifically in this case, uh, with Gerald Jones Subaru or Subaru in general, Subaru has the love promise, and 
and partnerships are important, right? So the love promise from Subaru is just the, the vision to show love and respect to all people at every interaction with Subaru, okay? So Subaru has Subaru loves the earth, want to take care of the environment. Subaru loves to care, which has to do with uh, health, and we support cancer society and, and things of that nature around here. Subaru loves to help feeding America, and Subaru loves learning in the pursuit of knowledge. So we are actually partnering this month with a Lamar Millage Elementary School, and that's a great thing. And then Subaru loves pets, keeping animals safe. So in relationship to what you were doing in terms of education and looking forward to mentoring people and the partnership with Subaru and their initiatives as well. But outside of Subaru, the, the company that I work for is Gerald Jones, the auto group. And uh, our leader there is Andy Jones, and he is very beneficial or active in the community as well. And it seems like that that's always a, a good match. So how did uh, how did you and me get hooked up with uh, with this partnership? Share it with the yeah. world. There we go. So, like, pretty much, um, like, our representative Subaru, um, Miss Aisha Bell, and everything like that. Pretty much, um, she, we, me, and her have been connected on um, for for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, honestly, outside of outside of you know a couple other people, she's probably seen the work we've been doing in the community for a very long time. Continuous, we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, like she, 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 she believed me, you know, from from the get go. So whenever her relationship. And again, this goes back to those partnerships. Whenever her relationship with Subaru was in a place where um, not only was she providing value, um, but it was a mutually beneficial relationship. And she saw the opportunity um, for us to be introduced to Subaru once we got into a place that, you know, it wouldn't be a waste of time. And we were, you know, we, 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 we were striding and things of that nature. She, she introduced us, you know. And again, mm-hmm. Subaru, you know, for us is, is a huge opportunity to continue making a difference in lives about you. So, like, from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate Subaru. Success team loves Subaru. It's just like, man, we want to keep it going. But it all started really just with a bridging of the gap of understanding what Subaru's mission and outreach was and us being able to fit the bid mm-hmm. and that partnership, you know, being able to come together. Right. Okay. And I, and, and as Aisha uh, brought it to me and I did a little bit deeper look, and then talking to you, you're very impressive with what you guys had going on. And it's just a wonderful match. And uh, it, it was a partnership that's got to work both ways. And we're going to commit to to doing that and supporting you guys, not only financially, but also just in terms of the day-to-day operations of what you can do and where we can be there. So uh, Subaru uh, loves uh, to share. It happens in December. And in December, we actually partner with you all and the Augusta Dream Center. So when we sell, generally sell a good bit of cars in, in that month, and uh, every car that we sell, the customers get to pick a charity that they would want their uh, their money to go to. And we pick two local charities here. So we'll be talking about that more uh, deeply at that time as well and uh, try to obviously get people to uh, support you all and the Augusta Dream Center. And that can turn out to be a pretty good little piece of change. And I can't wait to sit up and see you and then hand you that big old, big old, big old what? Check to to help you do what you need to do. (laughs) So that's the ultimate goal is to partner and then be able to provide those opportunities uh, down the road. So that's a wonderful thing. Now, when... 
how did you come up with the initiatives, especially, well, I can't say especially, but the big brother? And uh, was that your brainchild? Is that the group of people that you deal with? Or how does that work? Yeah, a collective effort, um, to be honest with you, depending on the program, it, it, it depends on the team member that we sat down and we came up with. But basically, all the programs that success team um, offers the community and provides for the community are programs that we didn't have growing up, either myself or multiple members throughout, you know, um, our organization. Mm-hmm. So, and again, we looked at our city and those things, you know, majority of us have, have been born here and we grew up here. Um, but a lot of things where, again, we didn't have them and they still aren't being offered. So we're like, man, it's not, it's never who when you decide to solve a problem. Right. It's always you. Right? Okay. So okay. Like for us, we looked at it. If, if, if it's not going on, then we're going to do it. And with success, we got the platform. So like, we're going to make it happen. We're going to depend on our community and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to provide these activities that should have been provided a long time ago. Okay. Now, uh, you got, do you have a vetting process that you have for your partners or do you go out and seek them or are they finding you? I mean, what's your strategy of, of how to do, cause some, some things that might look good to you probably ain't good for you. So do you have a, yeah. a process that you all use to decide who you want to partner with or? Yeah, no, nah, we do to be honest with you. It's not, it's not a long list of restrictions, but you do, you do have to prioritize um, cohesiveness. Okay. And you know, saying that's something that we prioritize, and we also prioritize like really mutually beneficial relationships. We don't want to. We don't want to partner um, with with organizations that don't align with our mission, or you know, don't see longevity. And you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, for us is that we want to. We want to work with people who allow us to give back to them as well. Um, and we want to make sure that we're aligned with organizations who see the value in what we do and, you know, not just a, a one-time, a one-time fix that, that might be able to solve a problem right then. Mm-hmm. So like basically like, it, again, it's not too long a restriction, but it's going to, it's going to take a little more relationship building and just throwing, you know, an opportunity at us, um, okay. for us to do so and, and vice versa. You know, we just feel like our organizations, we should be able to provide value back right. to that organization in order for it to make sense. So mutually beneficial relationship. If we can check that box, it would be okay. Okay. So so you do a soil sample as well to check check that out and see if it aligns. Because if it doesn't align, then you probably got a little weak foundation and, and you don't want those cracks yeah. down the road. So Exactly. And you gotta care about kids. Right. Exactly. Okay. 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 <laughs> right, right. Well again, <laughs> that's what you mentor. So being a, a, a mentee and uh, looking at that's a wide, I assume it's a wide range, 13 to 18. So I'm sure you got a whole lot of different personalities and people finding themselves uh, at that age. Um, is that pretty difficult to do? Is that something you train for or you just kind of just work off different people? How do, how do you figure that deal out? Well, every, everybody got their own story. So like it's not. You can train for it, but again, it, it, you're gonna have to react. <laughs> However, um, depending on depending on who it is, but now we do we we train for it. Um, we prepare ourselves and we familiarize ourselves. You know, just trying to stay up to date um, with what's going on in society, what's going on with our youth, and just being aware um, of things that that may be you know influencing their decisions, their lives these days. But I mean, the main thing is just like man, being yourself. And, and, and really being able to have a listening ear. 
that's one thing. If you ever, if you ever want to connect to you, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta lose the entitlement that they should be. Okay. Right. They mm-hmm. should be following you. Um, because even though, again, we know, we know as community leaders, the value that we can bring, but at the same time, um, do they, and if they mm-hmm. don't, then it's more so of, you know, continue to build that relationship with them and connecting. But 13 to 18, I would, instead of difficult, I would say fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Words <laughs> mean things, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good way to frame it. That's good. Because, again, how you receive whatever it is will determine what kind of energy you got going toward it, Right. So if you think of something as a negative, then you got to really, really gin it up. But if you if you think of it in a positive way, it makes it a little bit easier to deal with whatever those challenges are and then then overcome them. So uh, has can you give an example of a time when with success team in particular that you had set an outcome for the organization and, and you didn't quite reach it? Yeah, most definitely. Um, we can go back to our, our first event when mm-hmm. we planned for, you know, 150 plus and we got zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That was one of the times that you think about peace out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That was one of the times to where it was definitely like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> you know I, that, this don't look, this don't look promising. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's just like, man, you got, you got. I remember it just like the day of. I'm sitting there in my suit or whatever, dressed up. We got like 10, 15 vendors set up, ready to go. I didn't practice my speech in the mirror. I'm ready. I'm ready to kick it off. Ready to do everything. Got my guy, guy, got, got uh, my cousins, my family over there waiting on people to come. Man, just to cheer me on and stuff like that, and it ended up being nobody. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, and you bounce back though. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's a, it took me about two, three weeks to get off that couch <laughs> after that, and whatever, crying and just being in my own. Oh my god! Like, yeah, it took me. It took me a minute to get out of that rut. We back. We back. We made. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so now you got you got three um, three states that you deal with, right? And your your last event. Uh, which was with uh, the bigger, not I know the book bag, but you also had the um, the group of men, right? Uh, yeah. Tell tell me about that event because I know some people that spoke there, and I know that that had more than nobody there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So basically, Big Brother, a fellowship of young men, let's become real men. Our third annual this year, uh, June twenty fourth through twenty seventh at USCA again. Um, in South Carolina, it brought out 100-plus young men okay. from South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. And I keep forgetting that, too. I'll be leaving them out, but I can't do it no more. Right? We had one We had one individual come from Louisiana. So, four states. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Man, it, but, like, that was cool. We appreciate their support. Um, how he found out about it, I don't know. But he was there. <laughs> all right. Good, good, good. Um, that's right. That's right. That's organic. Big, man. That's right. That's it. Like man, for us, um, it was just it was, again. It is it, it is what it's what it's called. It's a fellowship. Um, we 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 we, we create an environment to where our, our young men are super super comfortable being themselves, and when we say themselves, we mean great, right? Because a lot of times dealing with our young people, they're they feel as if their talents or them being themselves aren't necessarily always a cool thing to do, 
Mm-hmm. But when you put them in a room to where everybody's forced to be themselves, everybody's forced to be great, everybody's forced to be positive, then you see like the shining light within everybody. Oh man, DeAndre can sing. Oh man, Chris can draw. Okay. Like, oh man, like dude can dance. Like mm-hmm. you know, like this guy got a lot of positive things. Oh man, you got you got A's on your report card, man. That that's not that's not the lame thing to do when everybody's doing it yeah okay feel that they're actually great you know Mm -hmm. so but we dive into them you know all it's it's multi-day overnight so they stay it got to us on the 24th and stayed the night in the usc aiken dorms um they left on the sunday with a graduation and the way they graduated everybody has to get up on stage in front of their parents their friends community leaders um, you know, and everybody who dives into the program and confess what their definition of a man is, which is, you know, what we've been going through out, out that entire week. Okay, cool. I, I love it. I love the, actually, you can tell by listening to your voice, you get excited about it. And, you know, when I met yeah. you, just to, you know, that just shines through. That's not fake. You can feel it. You can, you can hear it in your voice. And that's, I think that's one of the things that kept you powering through because that's obviously you're passionate about it. So now let me ask you this question. What because I was reading something on your website, I believe. But what was a a primary motivator for you or what is a primary driver for you? Yeah, just 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 the thought process, man, that, you know, I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't supposed to be here. Um, I was supposed to be one of the kids who stay average, you know, throughout their entire life, Mm -hmm. doing the minimal to be able to get by. And things that nature, like like people don't realize, like there's so many people that I've come across that were so much more advanced, so much you know on a hierarchy scale, you know, connected and things of that nature. And it's just like it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be me, you know. Mm -hmm. And like that that, that, that's how I look at it sometimes. And like that's why like I'm always grateful. And like I, I you you know you never you never treat somebody for what they might be into today but always you know understanding what their potential might be tomorrow and for me like i never forget that just the fact that like i knew i wasn't i i had no i was shadow of a doubt like i never thought that <laughs> i would be um a leader um and it's just like you know now just being able to do things that we do have conversations like this be in the presence of individuals like the bees, man. All right, like, all right, all right. That's, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to me. So, like, yeah, and that keeps me motivated and keeps me driven because, again, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Okay. Now, I'm going to read this because I wrote this down. Part of it, you talked about where you came from, but you say, I wake up every day with the goal of connecting with others and helping them see value within themselves. If you believe in you, no obstacle is too large. So that's and you can feel that and you can see that. And and, and that right there was kind of profound because everybody's got something or should have something that they can look at. And most people that tend to be successful have that kind of foundation somewhere, which brings me to this. So a big mm-hmm. part of the show is the get down. Right. And the get down is yeah. those 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 dots that we drop that people can collect and put them together. Right. So and the get down is that kind of that sweet part of the, the music that you can play over and over and over and over and you just keep dancing. It keeps you moving and keeps you going to the next step. So if you had to lay out some critical two to three critical things uh, as your get down that you would like to leave with bees nation, what would they be? Man, 
Number one is be a giant in every room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Never, never, never think anything too small for you. Never think anybody is, is, is too too popular for you. Never think any obstacle is, is too large for you to overcome. Man, be a giant in every room. Um, number two, if you care, it got to be an action. It can't be a reaction. If okay. you care, you got to move first. And then, you know, get the reactions from that standpoint. But don't wait until something happens. And then you care. Like, nah, let's be proactive. Okay. Let's be productive. Let's go after the things that we want to fix and the problems that we want to solve. And number three is, like, dream big and make life happen. You know? I Like, that's just, it's, it's, it's a model that I've lived by for a very long time. It's, like, dream big and make life happen. Life ain't, life, life throws out opportunities, you know? Like, 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 air like the wind through the, the wind through the trees, <laughs> you know. It doesn't really matter who who catches them; they just they just want them gone. Right, but right, like, right. Dude, anytime, anytime we wake up in the morning, it's an opportunity for us to achieve big. So it's just like, man, dream big, make life happen. Don't just think opportunities are gonna come to you. Don't think opportunities come to those who wait. Opportunity comes to those who are patient. Right, right, right. right. Different, not, There's a not difference. those who wait. Okay. Exactly. I, I, lo- I like that. That's the get down. That's the get down from Mr. Tim Beeling of Success Team. Get it. Get excited about it. So we talk about an epic. So this is epic visionary, right? So the epic for this for you or an epic anyway, because we have several of them. But an epic is a period of time in the history of a person's life. Typically one marked by notable events or particular characteristics. So if you could, what would be the epic or an epic you would like to share uh, with the audience, with Bees Nation? Yeah. So um, I would say like going back to the target market that we serve, like that phase in my life, 13 to 18, you know, I think that that whole period was an epic because it took a lot of losses. And I had a lot of experiences and a lot of things happen and you grow and you choose and you change. You know, um, at 13 years old, I, I lost my grandmother. She was the matriarch, you know, of our family. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I smile about it now because I know she's okay. Right. I know she's good. Oh, but like she basically taught me how to love and she taught me, you know, how to be, how to be a good person. She taught me pretty much the ins and outs of, you know, she just, that foundation she gave me a foundation of what it took to be a good person which now i can look back and she was teaching me how to be a great leader you know um day in and day in out with her but then throughout that of course you know you go through your first love you get your license you know what i'm saying you go through experiences you graduate right high mm-hmm. school friends they change they go off you evolve and it's just like man that, that phase of life age 13 and 18 was an epic in my life, um, just as I assume that it might be an epic in others as well, of just the time to where, like, I had a chance to choose, and I had a chance to change. And a lot okay. of the choices weren't necessarily the best, but I was able to change in a way that, uh, you know, got us here. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. So I guess what we are going to say here is conduct your soil sample before you build and then find any additional supports needed to keep you from crumbling, right? So we all so, run into different things or different issues, and sometimes we need support. And uh, I really appreciate what you are doing in the lives of some young people 
and being that support system and, and seeking those things out. Uh, I think you've definitely uh, done what I was hoping you were going to do, which is give some real personal insight that uh, everybody can can look at. Because sometimes we I think we just kind of make we, we take things too big, I guess. You're right. But it's all within us and how we respond right. to it. And uh, everybody's had something that they've overcome. They just can't reproduce it sometime. So uh, I, I love the message that you left here. I love your experience. Again, we are going to continue this relationship with Gerald Jones Subaru and with success team going down the road. I look to uh, definitely be involved with you uh, personally as well. And uh, we will be looking for your your help uh, outside of that anyway. But I think you're just a good person that that uh, leads and I can see that light shining in you. So that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So I'm going to ask you, do you have any final thoughts right now? Final thoughts off the top of my head is just thank you. You know, okay. I appreciate you, you know, for the opportunity uh, to come on. You know, I appreciate you for the connection. I appreciate you for being being somebody I can look up to. And I appreciate everything that you've done um, just throughout your life because I don't know, you, it was probably, it probably wasn't written in stone that we would come across each other, but you, you know, you're, you're, you've been very impactful and very supportive since we met. Um, Subaru has been very supportive and impactful since we've connected and like, you know, I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate, you know, you as a person, you as a representative, you as a leader and, you know, Joe John Subaru for everything that, uh, that we've been going through so far. And we look forward to continuing the relationship. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Get excited. I, I love that. And so what we're going to simply say here is how, can somebody contact you and help with success team or, or what's the best ways for the audience to, to reach out to you? A few options. So of course you can visit our website at www.successteam. That's one word.org successteam.org successteam.org. All right. You can get on with us on our Instagram page at success team, three underscores. Right, Facebook, same thing at successteam.us. I believe on Facebook, but if you search Success Team, you'll find us there. Um, my personal Tim Beeling, all platforms, and uh, yeah, definitely just uh, shoot us, shoot us a like, shoot us a follow. Um, find us online www.successteam.org. All right, all right. Well, again, we thank you for your time and your uh, leadership, and we look forward to again continuing to connect and connect uh, other people to you as well. So that was Mr. Tim Beeling here with Success Team, and that's a wonderful thing. As we talk about uh, the Bees Presents comes on every Friday. You can catch us on uh, all the major networks. But nonetheless, you if you go to BeesNetwork.com, you can see us there, and that's a good, good, good thing. Next week, we will have... Uh, my owner, which is Andy Jones of Gerald Jones Auto Group, uh, we're specifically going to talk about him from a leadership perspective and him being a visionary. He's definitely uh, come along and taught me a whole lot and given me a lot of good opportunities there as well. So we're going to have him uh, share a little bit of, uh, with us and drop some dots from there. So until next time, go be great. You've been listening to The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. 
The Bees is an executive manager that runs two successful automobile franchises. Having been in the business since 1995, he's hired, trained, and mentored other successful executive managers who run and lead sales teams. And now he sits down with people from all walks of life to reveal how they were able to see the need for change in their way of thinking and begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in their life. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bees Network. Till next time.